0: Hey everyone, this is Paige Bierman and you are listening to the Redeemed Women podcast. I absolutely loved this conversation with Allison Ray. Allison is such a gem and she actually took time out of her super busy schedule to come and have this conversation with me the week her family was moving to Wilmington, North Carolina. Her husband took a job there and so I was just so thankful that she would come and have this conversation with me. We talk a lot about goal setting and planning and the role of that in a Christian's life. Um, I think it's some really practical advice. I actually learned a lot uh, through my conversation with her, and I think you'll probably hear that. I was asking a lot of like really specific questions just because I was so interested in her method and how she, over the years, has developed a pattern of setting different goals and things she's held on to and made them um, real rhythms and and real habits in her walk and so i think she has so much wisdom to share in this area and i hope it blesses you especially as we go into a new year i know that's a time that so many people set goals and um, really carve out some plans and intentions for the coming year. So I hope this conversation helps you in that and really gives you a good perspective of how to not only set the goals, but hopefully keep them too. So uh, without further ado, here is my conversation with Allison Ray. Hey everyone, I am really excited to be here today with Allison Ray. Allison is mom, wife, um, Enneagram seven, you know, all the fun (laughs) things. Um, And she is also the owner and creator of Pace and Pattern, which are these goal setting journals, which are so, so cool. And that's part of what she and I are going to be talking about today, um, given the fact that new year is like right around the corner. Um, It's the time to think about Disciplines and goals and habits, and, um, and all think, the things. Yeah, you're the perfect person to talk to about this. So, without further ado, here she
1: is, Miss Allison Ray. Hey, everyone. I'm um, excited to be here. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm here. I have four kids. <laughs> I don't know what else to say.
0: No, um, sorry, Will, will you just tell us a little bit about you? I kind of like told people about you without even you getting oh, a chance, but yeah. um, how did you like find
1: Redeemer? Um, Kind of, who are you? Yeah, my actually, Joseph was going to Redeemer, Joseph, my husband, when I think he started coming in college. So we've been married almost nine years. So that was a while ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started coming because he was really cute, classic, (laughs) classic, and we were dating. And then we were here for. I guess two or three years. And then mm-hmm. we actually went to Indianapolis for five to help start a church plant there. And then we came back and we've been here for two years. And now we're actually going to Wilmington, North Carolina. Cause Joseph just got a job as an associate pastor there. So we're excited, but really sad. I know bittersweet feelings that you guys are going, so but many feelings. Um,
0: so like I already alluded to, we're going to talk some about goal setting and disciplines Um, in light of new year, yeah. but, um, will you tell me a little bit about pace and pattern? Um, and then kind of like your process for anyone who doesn't know, like what that is, just kind of like fill us in on like, what is it? What, like, where did this come from?
1: Yeah, sure. So I started pace and pattern when I realized one day after going through some of my journals that I had been setting the same goals for like a decade, and I was like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I do? And it was simple things like read my Bible every day, exercise, make my house or room or whatever it is, not mm-hmm. be filthy. It was just basic life things that I just felt uh, like I – and it also like 27 other goals that were just like silly and frivolous. And I, But those main three things kept on coming up. And so I went on this journey, and I kind of read – lots of books for about two years, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've always liked goal setting, but for some reason it's been really hard for me to synthesize kind of how to make certain principles work in my real life. And I read Charles Duke, Duhigg's book on habits and also essentialism. Mm-hmm. And those two books really struck a chord with me in terms of um, creating a method that would help me kind of narrow down my goals to the essential few, and then also how to implement habits, habit formation into my real life. So I made Pace and Pattern. Yeah. And I spent some time
0: perusing the website um, because I too, I I feel like one thing that we are similar in is I love goals and like, I'm mm-hmm. kind of a quick, quick start, quick moving person yeah. too. Um, so I was like all about it. I was like reading everything, but there's a little bit of a process, right? Um, through pace and power Will you like maybe just real quick tell us like how do you each year or season come up with what your you do? Um, what is it? Habits, rhythms, and projects. Yeah, yeah sure. What are what I'll... is that? Explain it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll walk through. Um, I'll try to do a brief overview of the method. Okay. Um, so basically, it starts with you think about your five main areas of your life, and that can be roles like like mother, vocation, spiritual, whatever those main five areas of your mm-hmm. life are, stewardship, home, you know, those kind of things. And then um, after you kind of think about those five main areas, you process what your big why is. So what your the vision behind the goals you're setting. So for me, it's always been, and it probably will be this for a long time. It's been to glorify God and enjoy him forever, which is from the Westminster Shorter Catechism. And I just love it. It's quick, it's punchy, mm-hmm. because that's the big thing that I've figured out is that if I can't memorize something, then it's really not going to impact me. Yeah. Because, it's not really serving you if you can't remember it. Right, like <laughs> like a seven-page vision statement for my life that ends up in a drawer drawer somewhere and I never read is not really going to be like Mm -hmm. impactful on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah. And so then from there you take those five main areas of your life and you look at them through that vision statement and then you come up with, we call them intense. Mm -hmm. Joseph and I kind of co-developed this, but intense and that's kind of your punchy statement that represents what you want to see happen in each of those areas. So for instance, if you're one of mine for, spiritual was to linger with the Lord. Mm. And so that's actually kind of long. Usually I like it to be like a two word statement. So it's extra memorable, but, mm-hmm. or if it's like relational, it would be like stay connected Um, for my home. One would be yeah. like make space. So you go through each of your five areas and kind of do that. Cool. And then, so this is the big confusing thing I think for some people but these main intents are not your goals like these are just Mm -hmm. the things that kind of like guide your goal setting process which I think is so important for even figuring out where to start with goals is thinking about like who do I want to be like who is the person that I was created to be like uniquely in the season that you're in Mm -hmm. you know yeah with the gifts that you have
0: when I'm thinking about like you know like work could be one of mine Um, and there are so many different ways that I could kind of set like an intention, like for work, it could be very like work specific. Like, I guess, I don't know, like a certain, I don't know. I'm even thinking like be obedient, like I'm going to be there and I'm going to do the hours or fulfill the contract or whatever that I did. But I'm also thinking like there's a relational component. So like my work intention could be like make friends or something. I don't know. The, right. Yeah. Like, and I, I feel like that's helpful because then all of my goals would fall under either the more relational aspect mm-hmm. or the more like work, like typical work
1: aspect. I think that's interesting. I think you, I think it's really important to kind of think through like which one of those things is least likely to happen naturally for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I'm just generally more of a relational person. I, like to hang out with people and so I don't really have to make as many intentional goals to I mean this year is different clearly yeah 2020 is just a totally different ballgame. throw this out we're not talking about this year (laughs) but like sometimes I mean but for like someone who's not maybe as naturally wired that way like making an intention to I don't know spend time with people face to face you know I think like for you if making friends is like easier for you, then it would make more sense for that not to be your statement. For sure. You know? Or yeah. Like, to push yourself in an area
0: that you're
1: maybe not as strong in. Totally. Right. I get that. And even with choosing those five main areas of your life, like most of us have, I mean, like, 12 main yeah. areas. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, when you're narrowing down to those five, it's like, you're really trying to choose for this year, what are the five areas that need the most of my attention right mm-hmm. now? Like, what, what matters very most of those mm-hmm. areas? Or even you know, creatively consolidating. Like, I use stewardship to represent, like, home and money.
0: hmm So. So by home, do you mean, like, t- like your family? Is that no. what you Or do you
1: mean, like, like literally the building? Like, like literally like, taking care of our home. Like, the it. practical. Got and it. I, or that's another. I've done practical as, like, a, mm. a sphere before. So you really can't do anything. I yeah. love that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So then... Explain to me
1: the habits, yeah. rhythms, and projects. Okay. So, you take those five areas. So, this is, like, you don't have to buy pace and pattern to do this. Right. Yeah. Right, you right. can just, you can just doing do this. just about your you, method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
0: <laughs> yeah, I just think you're, like, this is just a really helpful way to think through right. it. Because, once again, like, almost every year, millions of Americans haphazardly throw a bunch of goals out and by february oh yeah they've forgotten about them or have failed and And you're depressed (laughs) yeah like i feel like this method is just much more intentional in your setting goals that you like for real want to achieve or
1: like that actually
0: makes sense for you right yeah
1: so i would say oh i wanted to throw this one out there i thought of one that nikki kittner did Mm -hmm. and she did um she had one section that was called practical Mm -hmm. and her intent was um do hard things. Ooh. And I just love that one so much. I love that. I think, and her mission statement was something like for God's glory or something. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really cool. Okay. Anyway, but so you take those five main intents and that's how you kind of come up with like your vision statement for the year, which is usually I like for people to be able to memorize it. So to have like five short little punchy phrases and say like, In 2021, I want to glorify God and enjoy him by
0: staying connected,
1: doing hard things, you know, whatever your five things may be. And so that's kind of like a way to like keep that in mind as you're setting your goals. And I think that helps like set up a framework for choosing.
0: Wait, before you go on, like, is this something that comes naturally to you? Because I'm thinking like... There are, like, companies that don't even have, like, vision and mission statements. Like, is this something that you're like, oh, yeah, like, I just kind of think this way. Or, like, was this work? How did you
1: come to this? Well, I I mean, I will say, like, dreaming and vision is, like, my favorite thing okay. ever. But it's actually following through with all the dreams and all the exciting yeah. things that I've just really struggled with. And so that's where... Um, and I feel like one of my big issues has always been just setting way too many, Mm. but yeah, vision and stuff like that. Vision and stuff. Love all that. Yes.
0: Okay. But, um. So do you find when you do the process for yourself, like that the vision part is like a piece of cake?
1: Oh yeah. I love the goals
0: part part that you're like,
1: oh. Mine is the editing. It's the reining it in. It's the trying not to do all the things. Okay. And I'm also, I just feel like I need to say, even though I sell a planner, Like if you opened the door of our van right now, (laughs) trash would fall on you. Like we are not like I'm not a super organized person. Yeah. But um. But without like some amount of intentionality, like we would just be yeah burrowing tunnels through our trash I literally created this for
0: myself. Yeah. Because I'm just so great at this. (laughs) Yeah. Like I
1: needed something. Yeah. To like hold me accountable. That is exactly it. Like I needed a tool to help me. So. I awesome. felt like I needed to put that yes. out there. All right.
0: So tell okay. me about like, so you, it's the habits, the yes. rhythms, and the projects. Okay. What
1: are, what does that mean? Okay. So the idea is every season so, or every quarter, however, because mm-hmm. I think our new version is, or it is dateless. So whenever people start. Yeah. But um, you kind of think through like, what is one habit? And so that is, we always call it the tiny but mighty action that shapes your everyday life. And um, that is like a very small thing that you want to do most days. So Mm -hmm. like five days a week or more. The more you do it, the better. Right. And then a rhythm is something that's kind of, um, it's different in that usually they take a lot longer and you do them less often. Like something like a small group or Mm -hmm. like a book club. like weekly
0: or monthly. Right. We're
1: coming together to do something. Or like meal prep. Like it doesn't have to be with other people. Or even like reviewing the budget Mm. is one that i've had before i don't want to do that i know so hard (laughs) that's why i had to make it a goal i was like um and then our last one is projects and so that's something that has i mean people know you know what a project is it has a thing like end and usually for pace and pattern purposes it's like something bigger like something Mm -hmm. that's going to take you Breaking it down into multiple steps to get there. Something that you wouldn't do naturally on, like, a Saturday afternoon. Right. Kind of project. Right. Um, so what have been some of yours in the past? Like, projects. Yeah. We renovated our kitchen. Okay. Last spring. So that was a big project. Actually, Pace and Pattern itself has been a project for, yeah. l- like, developing the book. Yeah. Was, like, my first project that I ever wow. made. Um Things like that. Uh, I'm trying to think. running a marathon might be one. I have not done that, but other people.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like, there's a lot of training, a lot of steps that come in to doing this one thing. So kind of running it through the lens of like, I'm feeling like the majority of people who are listening to this Mm -hmm. are probably Christians. And so often, like what is the go-to, the go-to like New Year's resolution Mm -hmm. for every Christian at some time is I'm going to read the Bible in a year. Or like I'm gonna yeah. read my Bible every day, um, which are like totally worthy good goals. Mm-hmm. Um, are you like a read the Bible in a year type of gal? Like have you no. done that before?
1: I'm a I'm a read my Bible most days yeah. kind of gal. I yeah. want I want being in the Word to be a totally solidified habit, mm-hmm. which I feel like can sound dry. But Mm -hmm. I just feel like the more we're putting ourselves in the presence of God, like, the more we're being shaped and changed. And I just was like, I want this to be – like, I've heard a lot of people say, like, well, I don't want it to be something I'm just, like, checking off of a list. Right. And I'm like, how can interacting with the living word of God, like, ever be a bad thing? Like, even if you are doing it, just to check it off a list. Yeah, and
0: I think – I know I – I feel like there's, like, this pendulum swing. I talk about this all the time in my own home group between, like, so many Christian things. And, like, that's one of them. Mm -hmm. Like, any spiritual discipline, it's like, well, I, like, want to do it because I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, like, no, it's just blind. Like, I'm a robot. I'm just doing Mm -hmm. all the things. And so I feel like usually people swing to, like, one extreme or the other Mm -hmm. of, like, yes, it's a checkbox. I didn't really retain anything or like, mm-hmm. I just don't do it because I'd never feel like doing it. And I feel like that is where this concept of like goal setting really comes in handy. Like, but how do you hold yourself accountable Yeah, to these habits?
1: Well, I think one thing about habit formation in general that I think is like, just so important is that we only have so much willpower. Like it is exhausting. This is okay. This yeah. is why I recommend only one habit yeah. per season, because if you start having like even I don't know like three habits, two habits, yeah. it's like you in those first initial weeks of trying to establish a habit, you are gonna wear yourself out. You are gonna get burned out on like okay, what is the little thing I'm supposed to do yeah. next? And now I'm doing this, and now I'm doing this, and and it's like you just are like thinking about exerting your will Mm -hmm. so much during the day. And Mm -hmm. that can be exhausting. And so I think you should make your habit as enjoyable as possible. Kind Mm -hmm. of like build something cozy into the experience of being in the Word. And the truth is, like it is going to be intrinsically valuable and enjoyable eventually, even if it's not on a given Monday morning, you don't want to. I also would say... This is, like, maybe a little crazy. <laughs> but I think, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I also think, like, just having this idea of, like, I must be a person who wakes up at 5 a.m. and mm-hmm. read my Bible mm-hmm. and pray at 5 a.m. as, like, the, like, gold standard for being a good Christian. It's, like, there's something about, like, those 5 a.m. I know quiet times. That because are like, that's what all the theologians did. Like I know. All the old did. guys. That's what they did. Well, yeah. And it's, like, that might be good, but... I don't know if you have small kids who wake up right when you wake up, then maybe we need to get a little more creative. So like for me, my time that I get in the word has been like after I put my kids down for like quiet time or nap. And I know people that are working don't have the same luxury of time. Right. But I'm just saying like your cue, like your thing that starts your habit doesn't have to be, you know, what the majority of people might suggest. Like you can do what feels like I am like a zombie in the morning I don't feel like Mm -hmm. I'm able to focus but in the afternoon I can like make myself a little cup of afternoon coffee Mm. and like kind of just enjoy that time so yeah
0: um yeah I think I don't know just thinking about like that concept like you said of like trying to form all the habits at one time like I think about all the people we see in the gym Mm -hmm. in January and it's like Yeah, like, all of a sudden, you've started reading your Bible every day. You're running every day. No telling what else. You're probably, like, only eating organic food every day. And it's like, yeah, you're just so tired.
1: Yeah. Like, it takes so much mental energy. I think I have, like, the tendency to be like, okay, I'm going to make over our whole life. And we are going to have a completely different rhythm to our day. And I just, yeah, I think it's, that's not going to be sustainable most of the time. It's the small things that you change. So I think
0: one of my questions is, you know, we've talked some about spiritual
1: disciplines Mm -hmm. and
0: I mean, we want those all the time forever as believers. But then there are other goals like, uh, you know, one of yours, I think you said was like body goals, like with exercising and that kind of stuff. And like, um, I guess sometimes it, I don't know, I feel like there are some people within like global church who are like, oh, it's so frivolous. Is that Mm -hmm. just like leading to like body image whatever like it's all about you whereas like there's also like no like generally speaking exercise is healthy and these are all good things like is there a way that you kind of like think through as a believer yeah like think through not necessarily like the spiritual disciplines but like other goals and like how can they glorify god and
1: yeah i think that's just a huge difference between even like a secular approach or even like you know, me, like mm-hmm. in like a more like worldly frame of mind, thinking through like, what is it that I want? Do I want to exercise just because I really want to look better in a bathing suit or whatever it might be? Do I want to yeah. decorate this area of my house? so I could take a picture of it and like put it on Instagram and people can say like, oh, that's cute, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I, I mean, I do think that's the thing. We talked about this earlier mm-hmm. Is um, is just like taking a chance to set goals is really about kind of pausing and looking at your life through the lens of that big why statement, that big Mm -hmm. purpose and setting goals that even more than like, I think it's easy to say like, Oh, I just want to be healthy. And that's why I want to exercise. And I think that is even still just kind of about us. Like, it's like, Oh, I want to have energy. But it's like, if you start thinking about, I was listening to another podcast and they were, they were explaining the idea of the word fitness, meaning like being fit for, like service being fit for whatever god calls us to and i just found that like very convicting because Mm -hmm. i need to step up my um you know just general moving my body game and i was thinking like i want to be fit for whatever the lord calls me to and i think that's kind of a beautiful way of of thinking through i mean but not that you can't do fun goals too yeah but like kind of trying to think like outside of ourselves a little more I mean well, that's what you were talking about
0: earlier with like your vision like yeah it all tying to that and like all of your goals tying into like what your values are um I think that that's like that changes my mentality I think like when I think about future goals or what it is that I want to set for a new year's resolution it's like just having a goal for goals sake probably isn't going to serve me very well um And probably not going to serve other people very well either. But do you share your goals with others? Like, how does that work? Like, do you ask for accountability
1: in things? Oh, man. I'm such a huge um, accountability junkie. Mainly because the only reason Pace of Pattern exists is because I uh, – my friend Anna asked me if I wanted Mm. to start a goal-setting group with her. And so we started meeting and it was a group of about 12 women, and we called it the focus group. It was in Indianapolis. Yeah. And um, and it was, like, through that group and through, like, the vulnerability of all these different women sharing just in a really deep and real way, like, how things were really going in multiple areas of their life. Uh, it was just, like, incredible. And I feel like even – it's not that everyone in the group accomplished every single goal, it, yeah. but it was – everyone in the group was thinking intentionally about how they were living their lives. And even if there was some failure or even if there was some, I don't know, disappointment or shame, it was like there was still progress happening. Like mm-hmm. the general trajectory was more on like, I don't know, just going in a positive direction, yeah. especially with getting in the word, That was like the one thing I saw yeah. a lot of
0: them. So. Well, and I think, you know, for for me, like the idea of sharing goals especially like being kind of vulnerable vulnerable about those goals can be really hard. Mm-hmm. Um I think I was telling you earlier now that I know that you went to Auburn I don't have to explain <laughs> yeah. a ton of things but you know at Auburn there's call outs and for people who didn't go to Auburn basically if you try out for something they to tell you that you got it you all like stand out on this field and they call out your name and that's how you find oh. out if you make an organization right like, so
1: harsh it's like <laughs> it's like this
0: Auburn thing that I'm also like, God, I love Auburn, but I just Oof. don't really love that. Um, but I used to never tell anyone when I tried out for things. Cause if I did get it, great. It was a surprise. Hooray. Um, and if I didn't nobody knew. Right. And I think like that same, like kind of fear of failure or shame or whatever the thing is, could keep me from sharing my goals with others. Um, but, yeah, I guess I see how the accountability and you it's not like you guys were, like, bashing each other if someone didn't get their goal. <laughs> right. But, like, I could use that. You know, like, there have been, on, like, seasons in my own life where, like, I just have not been in the Word. And, like, I can kind of just, like, live with that quietly and mm-hmm. no one's holding me accountable to it.
1: I think it, yeah, it really is – Kind of like with goal setting in general, just kind of remembering also like, like our identity isn't shaken if we Mm -hmm. aren't doing the things, you know, it's like, I I kind of feel like that's another way that as a Christian, like we can approach goal setting differently is it's not, it's not like if we fail, then like we are no longer a valuable person because our identities in Christ. And it's okay if we fail over and over and over again. But at the same time, it's like, we're called to like steward this time we have on this earth. We're called to, you know, try, I don't know, to live a life that's worthy of, um, worthy of the calling we have as believers. But I don't know what I was trying to say there.
0: No, I think, I mean, that's really, I'd love to hear you talk more about like stewardship, like, yeah, this time. So let's, make the most of it like let's I don't know like I'm thinking within like my home or my children family relationships all of that kind of stuff like how I'm called to be a good steward of those people those things everything
1: um yeah and you've been I I just think it's just really cool to think about like where we've been uniquely placed Mm -hmm. and even just the different resources that we've all been given, you know. And I think, I feel like when you talk about goal setting, it kind of sounds like productivity and efficiency and, like, success and, like, what are you doing? And I think the truth is, like, we're all in different phases of our lives and we've been given, you know, different, like, the person who, I don't know, has parents who live in town who can watch their kids all the time Or who has – is in perfect health, is in a different Mm -hmm. position than, like, a single mom who is, like, struggling with something with their Mm -hmm. body. You know, it's like – and success can look different, and stewardship can look different in a lot of different situations. I think a tendency that I have or can have, like, with my own goals or things that I'm trying to do is to – Kind of hold them like too tightly, hold on to my plans Mm. too tightly and think that everything needs to go exactly according to this plan because I have these things I'm trying to achieve. And then, you know, someone gets sick or COVID happens or something like that. And I think, I don't know, it's just an interesting balance with setting goals and just being aware that we aren't the ones in control Mm -hmm. and just being willing to have kind of an open hand with our goals even as we are trying to like steward well our resources of time and energy and money and all the things. So, totally. I think you
0: know, we as believers for sure, like, if anyone should be able to bestow grace on one another and mm-hmm. on ourselves, it should be us, right? You know, and that's once I mean, Romans is very clear that doesn't mean that we can just like keep doing whatever we want to do all the time um, because that makes it cheap grace. But um, yeah, I mean, just, just that, like we have no clue what is to come and the, the, I feel like in all of this, it's not necessarily what the goal is, Mm. but more of like the big picture of
1: like who you're trying to become. Right. Yeah. Uh, And I think, I think that is why it's so important to set goals that are in line with, where you are specifically called, like right now. Right. Like if I try to set three goals that are all have to be done when no kids are around me, like I'm just setting myself up for frustration, honestly. Right. Well, and realizing like people are running
0: at different paces and in different lanes, like Mm -hmm. the things that I need to set might be different than the things that you need to set. And I actually found myself, (laughs) I've done this before, um, Last year, at the beginning of the year, as a staff, we all sat down and we created goals um, for ourselves, like our area of ministry, but then also just like personal. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really fun. And we had a lunch together and we shared them. And I actually like today looked at the goals and it wasn't even because I knew we were going to do a podcast. Like I found it and I was like, oh, that's funny. And I looked and... I don't know, like, just like you were saying, like, some of the goals I've I looked at, and I was like, oh, this is, like, so rewarding. Yeah, like, I've done this, and, like, over the last year, I do feel like I've grown in this way, or I do feel like my ministry has, you know, changed in this way. But then there was one that was like, oh, yeah, I was working on that, and then COVID happened, so, right. you know, and, like, kind of, like, how damning it could feel if, like, it was all about the goal, right, um, you know, and something else happens, and you're like, oh, well like I'm a failure and it's like no you're not like that's that's not what it's for um and we would all have to like have the exact same ones which would be kind of boring that would be so boring um I guess kind of I want to pick your brain about like how this has happened like in your own life yeah like how have you seen um like a focus on developing habits and rhythms and projects how has that changed you um I don't know maybe it changed your household or like how have you seen that work for the good
1: I think it's really been helpful for me to pare down like to think through what is absolutely most important so when I first started that was getting in the word regularly cleaning our kitchen at night were the two things we were trying to do Mm -hmm. And so that's actually two habits. Two. This this before yeah. you refine the method, which was actually kind of a lot mm-hmm. at one time. And then being active or exercising, I think was one. Oh, yeah, making the project was – so the rhythm was a Zumba class. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> because I wanted to pick something, like, fun. That's mm-hmm. a big part of this is I think that your goal setting, if everything on your list is a should and nothing about it is fun – It's going to be really hard to stay motivated. Like, you need to have something that's keeping you... Well, and I mean, I've discovered that in my own life.
0: Like, I was... I've always been very hit or miss when it comes to, like, exercise, physical activity. Mm -hmm. Like, I have these moments where I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing so well. And then I'll go, like, six months and never see a gym. And I found that that was happening because I wasn't having fun. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go if there's not good music. And usually like other people that I know or like like I've been way more regular now because it's been fun and it's like great two birds one stone I can have fun and I can move my
1: body great that's how I feel so we would do no okay so it wasn't a Zuma class it's actually like a hip-hop oh. dance class that's <laughs> even better actually but I was just that's calling it better. I was just calling it <laughs> but I would go with um with these group of single girls. They were mm-hmm. in their early 20s. And we'd go, and then we'd get a margarita afterwards. And that I was my it. rhythm. Yeah. But it was really fun because it was, like, we're, like, moving our bodies together, mm-hmm. and then we're, like, for these 20-something... I mean, I had, like, three kids at that point. Like, I was, like, a boring mom. But it was, like, a way to, like have a chance to like, get in their world, mm-hmm. you know, and hear what's mm-hmm. really happening. So it was kind of a two words for one stone situation. And then another rhythm that I've done is um, I kept that one going for mm-hmm. a while. Because, I mean, it's amazing. It's it amazing. Yeah. And um, another one that Joseph and I do is a rhythm of having a weekly meeting to kind of, we talk about the budget, yeah. we talk about everything that's happening, like going to be happening from a practical standpoint. And then we end it with talking about our goals and how they're going. And so it's, like, starting with, like, the most boring thing and then getting down into, like, oh, like, the fun. Because we both like to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so there's some rhythms. And in terms of habits, I did a – so since we moved here, the habit turned into, like, 15 minutes of yoga every mm-hmm. day during uh, COVID because, you know, it's just an easier way to exercise. Yeah. And then a project, we renovated our kitchen. A lot of our projects have had to do with making pace and pattern happen. Yeah. So just things like that. Those yeah. are a few. Do you feel like it helps your marriage? Oh, my goodness. I'm such an advocate. I think one of the big things about goal setting together is it's also just a chance to be really honest about how both of you feel about how you're spending your time. Mm-hmm. So in our planner, we have a page that's called, like, Design Your Dream Ordinary. You don't need a plan- to buy our planner to do that. You can always do that yeah. together. But just, like, I think it's so great to walk through like a typical week with your spouse and kind of like figure out how everyone's feeling like because it's almost always like something especially when you have small kids things kind of go in and out of change and transition but even Mm -hmm. in normal life things change and things that used to be working might not be working Mm -hmm. and you can kind of be like oh we've spent every night this week like watching two hours of Netflix. Like, is that how we Guilty. want to be spending our evenings? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I just feel like it's, like, a really great, like, way to connect and kind of even proactively, like, avoid some Yeah, like, conflict. get ahead of some things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, my husband, Josh, and I did this, like, in 2017. It's when um, our son was born in January, and then the whole year – went by and honestly it was just like like remove john and like the joy of his birth and his life and it was like the worst year ever
1: and okay (laughs) can i stop you there though because i think that that is a really common experience not because having kids is the worst but it's because like you're both learning this whole new normal about like oh time management i feel like that's one of the bigger struggles and we had been married for not quite
0: five years so like we very much so like had our thing down mm. like we knew you know like our weeks and how we spent our time and what we like like all of that was just very firm and then he John came and I mean any baby kind of like throws things but then he was also like very difficult mm. and it was just it was just so hard and like on top of that there were work things going on with Josh and it was just like it wasn't just like changing a life stage but just like it felt like everything was just like going haywire and it's funny because it was actually on New Year's Eve that he and I were like oh thank goodness like let's get out (laughs) of this year you know but when we started talking like what we realized is we had absolutely no margin like from the time we woke up until the time we went to bed it was just like chaos and I especially just don't thrive in like little to no schedule like it just felt like every single week was different everything was Mm -hmm. different and um but it was in that moment that we were able to like look back over the year and like we made a lot of changes like and it wasn't some were more immediate some were like happened six months later some were still like working on but like what we realized was like we kind of didn't have a plan and we didn't really have like individual goals we didn't have goals together we didn't have like any I remember one of the things we talked about was like okay we have a kid now like how do we want things to go in this house like what's our like kind of vision statement if you will that's not the terminology we used but like what do I even want for our family like I feel like we can't really make decisions on goals and how we spend our time and how we spend our money if we don't actually know like what we want big picture Um, and so it was just, it was such a hard year. And honestly, that night was like really hard because we were like laying it all out. Yeah. We were laying it all out. Like the previous hurts, the current hurts, like everything. But it was like, oh, okay. Like, and, and so I think that practice, like for, I mean, you and I are more motivated to set goals and just constantly be evaluating. But I think there are plenty of people who probably aren't like, they're kind of like, I'm fine. Yeah. But I think that that goal, not the goal, but like that, that practice of like looking backwards and like revisiting things, um, surely helps. Like, what would you say to that? Like that practice of like for the person who's maybe not motivated, like they're like, no,
1: no new year's resolutions. (laughs) Well, I, I definitely think that is like, there are two camps. There's like Mm -hmm. people who are, and I think there's just, you know, people are just different and there's good, hard and, and that's perfectly good things about different. Yeah. It's like, I think there are people that, um, I met with a girl who was like, oh, I just, I don't really think about my life. Like I live my life. And I was like, what, what a gift, (laughs) but also like, what, how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Or she just wasn't very, you know, reflective and, Mm -hmm. um, or introspective. But at the same time, it's like, she had like an amazing ability to just be in the present. But I think one blind spot when you're wired that way is to be kind of passively shaped by your life or not Mm. to. I think all of us have this temptation when we don't take time. Like, I mean, honestly, like if if I go three months without being like, what's happening? Then it's like I see a way that I feel like the world is like shaping us, whether it's through busyness or consumerism or electronics or who knows a variety Mm -hmm. of things. If I just feel like if we don't take time to pull back and, like, refocus our priority and our attentions, like, on the Lord, then it's really hard. I mean, that's where I think goal setting doesn't have to always be, like, I'm going to run a marathon. Right. Like, goal setting could look like you sitting down with your husband and figuring out, like, oh, we need to rework this schedule so that Mm -hmm. we have breathing room to where Mm -hmm. we feel. Like, what do we need to say yes to? What do we need to say no to? Yeah. Or,
0: yeah, like... All of that. When is our bedtime? (laughs) When is our kids bedtime? Like Like,
1: I, yeah, I feel like it should be subtractive as well as additive. mm -hmm. Like what are we taking out of our life so we can make more room for what we want in our life? That's good.
0: That is so good because I think that usually it's, what am I going to add to my life? But I love that concept of, yeah, like I can remove things. Like just because you add something doesn't mean it has to stay there forever. Like you can remove
1: things. Um, no, uh, I think that's so helpful. There was a girl in, um, named Ashley Whitmer. Maybe mm-hmm. she'll listen to this someday. But she was in my uh, goal setting group. And one of her intentions for the year was just the word No. Which doesn't really you know, yeah. Doesn't really fall in, doesn't really match the pattern. You were like,
0: Okay, mm. you do you.
1: <laughs> but it was like every week, okay, so you use those intents in mm-hmm. the planner to like kind of guide how you make your to do list for the week. Mm-hmm. And so she literally had a section in her planner where she wrote down things that she was not going to do or things that she that. said no to. Which for her was like so necessary, but just, yeah, I think it's important. Yep.
0: Yeah. I am. Um, there's the book You Are What You Love. Oh yeah. and I think that that concept that you were just talking about is exactly what the book's about. Like we have these everyday liturgies, right. And like the things that we do, the people we're around, where we go, the things we consume that they're, yeah. I mean, they're like indoctrinating us into something. Um, and so taking a time to step back and to look at what you're consuming, how you're spending your time, your life, everything. Um, it really does kind of tell, what you're believing, who you are. Um, and hopefully that's all really good things. But I think sometimes when yeah. I step back, I'm like, oh, it tells me that I really love Instagram. Like, right. maybe I should step back from that. Um, but I don't know. I think this isn't just incredibly helpful. And I think it's like a different type of way to think about setting goals and forming habit habits. I mean, because that's what we're all after. We're all after or at least I hope we are, like Mm -hmm. being more regular in communion with the Lord through his word and prayer or being in community. I feel like as you were talking about the different things, I was thinking about different things at the church. Like a rhythm could be going to your weekly home group. Right. Um, And like that is a spiritual discipline, like being in community with other believers um, and how each of these could have like a different part in a believer's life.
1: I, I mean, I hate to be this, like I'm banging the habit mm-hmm. bell or something, but I just think the cool thing about habits is that they happen like on autopilot. And mm-hmm. it's like, how beautiful would it be if all Christians were spending regular time in the Word, like on autopilot, if you were mm-hmm. praying to the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. every every day without... I don't know. I, I just think there's a lot of cool growth that could happen for sure if those were just like natural parts
0: of our rhythm like yeah like just a habit that we do um
1: i think yeah it's quite
0: transformative
1: or if you just think about like what are the things this was really convicting i'm reading charlotte mason's books right now but um she has a thing on there about like what are the things that are happening that what's that going to look like in 10 years she said it in a much more eloquent Mm -hmm. british way but it's basically (laughs) basically the concept is like i don't know i felt like it really made me think about a few things that in like my own life that i was like oh man if that keeps like on this trajectory in like 10 years like where am i gonna be you know Mm -hmm. and um but at the same time if you like think about like a beautiful a beautiful part of your life that you want to grow and develop like in your relationship with the Lord or something to think about that continuing on the same lines. Where could it be 10 years
0: from now? Yeah. I love it. I love it, love it. I just, like I said, I just think this will be especially helpful because, I don't know, I just feel like each year there's like this big pressure to figure out all your goals for the year and like how you're going to be the best you, (laughs) you know? Um, While at the same time, then like the opposite is like, whatever you're fine as you are, don't do anything. And I'm like, I feel like somewhere in the the middle. middle Yeah. is probably the best place to be. Um, and I like the idea of revisiting this, like not at the beginning of every year, like every three months or so circling back to how am I doing? Um, is there anything else I want to do or need to do? I think it's really helpful. And
1: life just changes so much. I feel like every three months, at least for us, it Mm
0: -hmm. does. Mm No, same, same, same. Um, for real, thanks so much.
1: Yeah, I love. I love feel like you're like here. a plethora
0: of knowledge. I'm like, I just want to pick your brain oh, on man. all the things. Oh. Um, it's just incredibly helpful, and I think you know, once again, like we're trying to make disciples of Christ, and so this is a way that I think you have like really helped me think through like where are the different things and like how do I do this? You know, like practically speaking, like how do I get in the Word every day? Like practically. I think it's really great. Just make it enjoyable.
1: (laughs) I love it. (gasps) There's the in-earing sound. I know. (laughs) Thanks, Paige. This has been so fun. Thanks.